0: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and always, 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 Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Before we hear from you in a Dr. Pepper call online, who made the biggest statement on NFL Sunday, or as we called it on Friday? So you before, you before we take your calls at 888 729 3776, on who made the biggest statement on Sunday, I think the person that made the biggest statement all weekend long was our own Harry Douglas, a man for the people, by the people chilling with the people. You were all over Dallas. By the way, big ups to you to take out some of our listeners on your dime to dinner on Saturday. And then you were at the Cowboys demolition on Sunday as they took down the film Phil uh, Yeah Eagles.
1: Man, Freddie, it, it was a it, it was such a great weekend, man, mm-hmm. to be able to take, like you mentioned, faithful listeners, supporters of Freddie and Harry. And while we we're at dinner, we went to Nick and Sam's okay. downtown in uh, Dallas, Texas, and when we're at dinner man it was just great to be able to hear you know Diane Dwight and Raymond hear those guys story and hear them them talk about different things then we just started laughing about you know different things that me and you have said during the show and (laughs) that they laugh about on a consistent basis but it goes to show you man that 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 we're we're a part of people's lives and I want them to know that they're a part of our lives and just wanted to appreciate them, right, yeah. Amen. for everything that they do and the time that they devote listening to us, everybody listening right now. And I I, I'm I think I'm going to do this in just about, not every city, but just about okay. every city nice. that I go to, man, because, you yeah. know, I just I just love people, man. Yeah. And, 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 and people the dialogue was People was love great. you,
0: no doubt about it. By the way, oh. our, boy, our boy Dwight Cart, Dwight he was casket sharp on Yes, he was. he was. Man, Dwight sharp. was so sharp, had his mm-hmm. little, little
1: jacket on, little Absolutely. chains around his neck. Mm-hmm. But I but I gotta give another shout out to to another one of our listeners, man. Yeah. He was um he was in the stands and he was in the three hundred level, so okay. I was up up top in the suites by this time, but I was like, damn, this stadium is a maze. I love it. Getting around. Yeah, so I, I was like, it. you know what? I gotta be diligent. I gotta be faithful to people that's faithful to us. And I went down there and seen a man and talked to him and his buddies for a little while. Uh-huh. uh Hodge, shout out to Hodge, man, down there in there Texas. There you go, so. yeah.
0: There, there you go. Yeah. We we always appreciate everything you do because we know that it always comes from a place of honesty. It's always going to, come, going to come from a place of credibility, and most importantly, it comes from a place of love. Because that's what we're all about. It's not just an inside thing here on the show. It's an outside thing. We get a chance to meet I'm people. I'm still and give recovering, Freddie. I'm still recovering. So I heard earlier today. I'm not going to mention who told me. Devin came one of our producers. Still he recovering. Said, he said that big D weekend involving Harry was a good weekend.
1: Freddie, I don't know when the last time I've been out because yeah. I'm always working. But I actually mm-hmm. had an opportunity this weekend. Went out. On Saturday, right. and boy, Friday, Sunday, I had to do work in my bed. I watched film and everything was in. I didn't move to like one something in uh-huh. the afternoon. Wow. You know, your body just don't recover, you know, fast enough from that tequila yeah, well, like
0: it used to do. Uh, welcome to my world. I spent many of a night at the bottom of tequila. One time my mom called me and she goes, where <laughs> were you? I said, it was a long night, mom. She goes, long night meaning what way? I said, you know how there's a worm at the bottom of the bottle of tequila? Me and the woman fighting each other for bottom of position. <laughs> At that bottom of the bottle, that's how long that <laughs> night was. She goes, I'll call back later as far as that goes. But so the really, Big D, the yeah. Big
1: D was nice to you, boy, though. Man, uh, they showed me some love. Yes, they did. I'll yeah. be
0: back. <laughs> I know you will. I'll be back. And he won't need an invitation as far as that goes. So that was the statement made by Harry all weekend long in the great city of Dallas before, during, and after the Cowboys demolition of the Philadelphia Eagles. Who made the biggest statement and why in the NFL on Sunday? Because we before the weekend got started, we called it. You
2: you
0: so, who made the biggest statement on a check yourself weekend? We want to hear from you. Part of Freddie and Harry Nation at Triple H say ESPN. That is eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. That's part of the Dr Pepper call in line. By the way, Freddie and Harry presented by Dr Pepper. It's not college football season, or oh, our man Harry does taking over Dallas without the delicious taste of ice cold Dr Pepper. It is the one fans deserve so you heard about that takeover you know what takes over each and every day about this time this the main thing the main thing the main thing the main thing the main thing
3: the main thing the main thing the
0: main thing, the main thing with freddie and harry let's be honest anytime Kansas city and buffalo get together something weird always happens on maybe the weirdest nfl sunday this year harry because think about the things that we had The Ravens game, how that ended versus a punt return for a touchdown that they were able to win that ball game against the Rams. A Ravens-Vikings game, Raiders-Vikings game, excuse me, that was a 3 nothing score. Then you had the Cowboys demolition of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to talk about that in about 20 minutes, what that means for the future of both of those teams. The Bears destroying the Detroit Lions, what they were able to do. Zach Wilson getting in touch with his Aaron, inner Aaron Rodgers. That the Jets destroyed the Houston Texans. You had not one but two Ohio backup quarterbacks winning games yesterday for the Bengals and the Browns. But that was all topped by not so much the game between the Chiefs and the Bills but all the conversation afterwards because somebody decided, you know what, I don't need to be onside when I'm Kadarius Tony, I'm greater that the officials is going to look the other way. And all hell broke loose and was talked about loose after that whole thing happened in the Bills' win. Ooh, time to dive in th-
1: into this uh, situation, Freddie, and I've been waiting. I've been waiting mm-hmm. all this time because first I would say this, and, and I was always taught from my receiver coach, son, if I have to coach a wide receiver – lining up, on and off the ball, I got to teach him and tell him that he has to talk to the official every time when he's lining up on the ball. We don't stand a damn chance. <laughs> you, as a player, don't stand a chance. And he used to always tell our young guys that right. that came in because they would be off the ball. And we have officials at practice that throw flags and everything is documented. Mm-hmm. But if a coach got to tell you on and off the ball right. – or hey, you know, every time you line it up on the ball, you gotta check with that official and check with him and see if you're okay, or if do you need to back up or do you need to move up. If you have to coach that, you don't stand a chance. And Kadarius Tony, for someone who was a first round, I believe he was a first round draft pick, right?
0: Out of University of Florida, first,
1: first round draft pick to the, the New Giants. York Giants, yep. and they got rid of him so fast. Mm-hmm. And now you go to a team and on opening night you have the drops, and you really haven't lived up to the first-round draft grade, and you have not been that player that everyone expected you to be, for you to erase one of the greatest plays we are probably seeing in NFL history and also cost your team an opportunity to win that football game is sad, in my opinion. Because what this is telling me is that, okay, the details don't matter to Kadarius, Tony. Because that's a detailed thing. That's something you should... No, that's something you learn in peewee football. That's something your middle school coaches teach you if you don't have it all the way together mm-hmm. in peewee football. Right. We're in the National Football League mm-hmm. and we are when we got to tell a wide receiver that he's offsides and I'm even more upset at Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes for condoning that BS. <laughs> at some point uh-huh. somebody has to get Pauls, get in the ass of these wide receivers. Put a stun gun to them so they can get going. Eric bien is not there. Right. Obviously, yes, his presence is being missed in Kansas City because somebody needs to keep it real
0: with this wide receiver group. Well, you know who really needs to keep it real with the wide receiver group is Kadarius Toney. When are you going to stop making the same mistakes or being a guy or part of a group that keeps costing Kansas City Chiefs opportunities to win football games? Because you're right. If you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you can say whatever you want respectively – what they said about that call yesterday.
2: It's the call, man, just in that moment. It's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody
1: puts into this game and for it to, to happen on a flag change outcome of a game in that moment. I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense all sides called. That's elementary school we, we talk about. I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and it doesn't get called. And if it does, they warn you,
3: and there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. It's just tough, man man. It, it, I mean, lost words, man. It's just, it's tough. Cause regardless if we win to lose, man, just for the, the end of, with another
1: game and we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for any for the NFL and for football.
0: I love Patrick Mahomes. He's one of my favorite players in sports, but I'm going to qu- quote the great Martin Lawrence's Dragonfly Jones. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and ESPN radio. I don't want to hear that. You can say it's a bad look. You can say he's frustrated. He was being immature. All the above work. But it comes down to this. The same dudes are making the same mistakes. And you can't tolerate that. I like the fact, I love the fact that Patrick Mahomes is not calling out guys. It could be very easy for him to do that. As a matter of fact, he should be doing that behind closed doors. Saying, there's a standard here. What is our meeting motto here on on this show? The standard is the standard. You know what the standard is. And you keep bleeping things up when you're that wide receiver group when it comes to Kansas City Chiefs. And, oh, by the way, don't give me this whole thing, Patrick Mahomes, about we should have been warned. No, 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 no. You know exactly what you're supposed to do. That would be like if I come into work one day, hey, Freddie, what's the show going to look like? Oh, I'm not going to say a word. I don't feel like it today. They're (laughs) going to look like I'm crazy. Wait, you get paid to talk for a living. What do you mean you're not going to do it today?
1: The referee could not see the football, man.
0: Yeah, he couldn't because he was blocked by Kadarius Tony.
1: What I got to warn you about? Mm-hmm. I, I got to warn you to do right? I got to warn you to do what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I, I got to warn you? I get it. Man, I, I don't want to hear that. I really don't. And... I I just hate that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes took that stance because I understand you want to rock with your guys, but there comes a time you got to be real with your guys too Yeah, because I don't want them to do that in the public setting, in the public light, Mm -hmm. and then Kadarius Tony behind closed doors. Well, you know what? Yeah, they shouldn't have caught it. No, your ass should have been off a little bit on the line of scrimmage, but on the line of
0: scrimmage. Yeah, because to me, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they sound like jackasses trying to defend their teammate trying to excuse what he did that cost him a chance to beat the Buffalo Bills down the stretch. Because Andy Reid yesterday said...
3: You know, it, was a, it was a heck of a football game down at the end. Um, very disappointed that it ended the way it did. And Normally, I'll get, I'm going to get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. A bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place.
0: All righty then, today...
3: Normally, he looks over to the sideline, just gets an okay on that one. He just happened not to. So that would be the coaching point make sure you check with the guy on the on the side just to see if you're aligned. I mean, he's not lining up offsides on purpose. Listen, he was two inches away from, from, or an inch from being legal. Like I said, you can argue both sides, but it's uh, for both teams. There, there are things that happen where people, you know, just it happens like that. So I guess the league's trying to clean that up uh, from what I heard um, uh, by one of the broadcasters last night. Well, an
1: inch or two. Hey, every inch matters. That's mm. the motto on this show. Mm. Every last whatever matter. An <laughs> uh, uh, inch or two may have cost you that football game. So mm. so let me let me go back in time. There was an AFC championship game being played, mm. Patrick Mahomes uh rookie season. And an inch or two Absolutely. cost them a trip to the Super Bowl as well. No doubt. Right? When I believe it was D Ford jumped off sides.
0: Offsides and they had gotten they an interception. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gave
1: Tom Brady another chance. Yep. Tom Brady them go on to win that football game and go on to the Super Bowl, not the Kansas City Chiefs. So an yeah. inch or two, right. every inch, ladies and gentlemen, every inch matters. Yeah. But uh-huh. I, it's funny that he said, you know what? Uh-huh. Normally, the coaching point, he's supposed to look over to the sideline. Right. Why Why isn't
0: he? Because if it, he's the it, guy that's on the ball. Because he's a football fool, then. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not taking that information out there, if you're a Kadarius Tony, if I'm Andy Reid, I got the perfect... Perfect solution to this. Put you behind on the bench. You keep doing the same thing That's, over and over, making the same mistakes that, over and over again. Man, think you think alike, Freddie. You can't let that fly with a guy playing quarterback in Patrick Mahomes well, no, no, and a, me, a guy like Travis Kelsey, like What this, you've Freddie, been able
1: to do. They're not good enough. Okay, see, I played with Roddy White, Julio Jones, and, and Tony Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. See, I was a third-round draft pick. Those guys were drafted in the first round. I had to do everything the right way.
0: Times you two. You see what I'm saying? Times two.
1: Yeah, so – when you have a Kadarius Tony who's on his second team and the first team gave up on you, yep. you you're not good enough Absolutely. to not do things the right way. No and, I, and, and I'm not talking down on him. Yeah. I'm just calling a spade a spade. Because mm. if he was, he'd be making the necessary plays that Kansas City needs him to make.
0: Or he would not have been traded for a bag of balls like there the Giants go. did to the Kansas City Chiefs and said, he's now your problem. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Watching this whole thing yesterday and the blowback in the aftermath, this dude was the baddest player in the field yesterday.
1: Well, I, I originally thought it was on us. I didn't know what the flag is. They don't, It's not a
3: flag that they usually call. I was just getting, getting up, ready to go score. You know, we're going to have a, a minute and 20 seconds left. I think we had all three timeouts, so maybe had two. But that, that was going through my mind.
0: The words of Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback. Other than that pick, when they were up 14 to nothing, tries to make a play, Kansas City was able to turn that game around. Also, he had a 17-17 game. Other than that, that guy was the best player in the football field yesterday. Anything that had to happen, he was able to not only raise his level, but raise everybody else's level. Because you didn't see the Buffalo Bills commit those kind of mistakes that we saw from the Chiefs. I didn't see guys lining up offside. I didn't see guys dropping the ball. Even when the quarterback threw that pick, the defense said, keep doing you. Don't stop being Josh Allen because we know you can win this game. We know you're a bad mofo when you get out there, when it comes to Josh Allen. So don't worry about anything else. He didn't go to the sidelines. The say that's all right. They were like, hey, don't worry. We got your back. We're going to find a way to win this game. That's the one thing that's been lost in this whole thing. And I get it. We know the old line, if it bleeds, it leads. And when you have people like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes losing their rabbit behind <laughs> lines like that, after their wide receiver lined up offside and cost them a game, it's very easy to forget that for about a quarter and a half, The Buffalo Bills were kicking the Chiefs out of Kansas City, and Josh Allen was leading the way with that defense. So I don't want people to miss miss, get away from the fact that Kansas City is going to have to deal with what they have to deal with. But Buffalo saved their season yesterday because their quarterback was not going to allow them to lose when he, once again, for the second straight game against a Jalen Hurts on one side and a Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Who was the best player in the field? That guy was Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills yesterday.
1: Freddie, he, he made every play that he needed to make in order to give Buffalo a, a chance to win this football game. From his arm strength and throwing the football to rushing the football, I don't think there should be an opera, a chance. And the Buffalo Bills have this season where it's third and one, third and two, fourth and one, fourth and two, and Josh Allen isn't rushing the football. Mm-hmm. It, it, every time those situations come up in a football game, he should be the guy. He had a rushing touchdown, but it's the improvisation. Right, being able to improvise Absolutely. when things aren't there, yeah. buying time in the pocket, throwing mm-hmm. across his body, yeah. throwing flat footed because yeah. he has the orange to be able to do it, and man, he made every play he needed to make yesterday for the Buffalo Bills, who before this game were holding on by a shoestring when it came to the playoffs. No doubt. Now they're 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 moving in a in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Now they still got some tough games, right? But. If they would have lost this game this weekend, the chances would have been very slim, in my they, opinion. They this was done. a must win yeah. for Buffalo. Yeah.
0: You're being kind. They had lost on Sunday. They would not have made the playoffs. They were done. That's as I'm concerned. But, the but Buffalo Bills would have been done.
1: I also want to give a lot of credit to the offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, right? Mm-hmm. They decided to make a decision to let go Ken Dorsey of his duties. Joe Brady, getting the running backs involved – in the pass game, Mm -hmm. right, doing things a little differently with motions or whatnot and making Josh Allen feel more comfortable while he's back there in the shotgun, in the pocket, throwing the football. We see all those things on display now that uh, Joe Brady is now the offensive coordinator calling plays for the Buffalo Bills. The leading receiver was James Cook
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with 83 yards.
0: Yep, no doubt, because a guy in Josh Allen said, not today, not again. We're not gonna let you lose. That was the one thing that was really lost about the whole meltdown after the game, after the Chiefs lost to the Buffalo Bills by a count of twenty to seventeen. He is Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at H eighty three. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Appreciate you joining us on Reggae Monday known as Freddie Harry. We're gonna get to your phone calls about who made the biggest statement on Sunday in the NFL on the doctor Pepper call on the line, at Triple H say ESPN. That is eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. And we'll try to answer these questions. Who are the Philadelphia Eagles? Can Dak Prescott and the Cowboys keep this up? And was this Cowboy right when he said... him in the face over and over and over and over again until they quit. We'll find out who said that. And he said it with his chest. Yeah, say what? <laughs> say what indeed. After <laughs> Harry gives you this say what from Vivid Seats.
1: Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are all in action. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN.
2: The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
0: It is a Red Game Monday, Freddie and Harry style for you, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you a smart speaker. They'll play ESPN radio. You heard the call on 105.3. The fan is the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Eagle out of Philadelphia last night. The offensive Eagles did not even score a touchdown. We'll try to answer the question, who are the Philadelphia Eagles now, and can Dak Prescott and the Cowboys keep this up? We'll do that in a couple of seconds. But Continue to join the conversation. The Dr. Prepper call on line. We want to know from you at 888-ESPN, 3776 who made the biggest statement on Sunday. It could be good, it could be bad, but who did that and why? Ben in Montana, my friend, what you got?
3: Yeah, I just uh, <clears throat> wanted to say, I, th- I thought the Cowboys made a big statement yesterday. They put it on the Eagles. It never was really a game. But I also want to comment on uh, the Chiefs-Bills game,
0: because
3: mm-hmm. I'm a lifelong Chiefs fan. And, uh, you know, everybody's like, it. Chiefs always get the calls. Chiefs always get the calls. But last night, I 100% agree that Kadarius Toney, his foot was on the blue line. If the referee couldn't see the ball, then he was blind because <laughs> it was just his foot. He was standing up. <laughs> on the very next play, Vaughn Miller was lined up across the line. Mahomes did a hard count, got him to jump, and that's why he was – that's the only reason he was yelling is because Von Miller jumped and he threw the pass because he knew he had a free play and nothing was called. And, you know, I 100% agree. Tony has been a pain in the butt for the Chiefs. But the calls need to go both ways. Well, I, I would say this.
1: It's hard sometimes, too, because when you're out there trying to look with the naked eye, uh, what's actually going on and things happen so fast. And I'm trying to remember that play because I don't I don't remember.
0: It was right after on that fourth down play. Because it looked like that's Von Miller. Why don't,
1: why don't I don't remember that you, one?
0: you know why? Because Kadarius Tony has your attention. That's why. And they it had probably an probably right. But Von Miller looked that he entered a neutral zone because now Patrick Mahomes likes to do that hard count. Yep. It looked like he leaned a little bit. His helmet was in that situation where it could have been a neutral zone infraction against the Buffalo Bills. That's 6-1, half dozen of the other as far as that goes. But that whole thing could have been avoided. Yeah. <laughs> Had Darius Tony been onside. If he would have kept the main thing, the main thing. No doubt about that. And he ruined one of the fantastic plays that'll just go into the hinterlands when it comes to that Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey lateral Kadarius Tony, by the way, because we like to troll here. That's the good hands moment of the week brought to you by Allstate with Insurance from Allstate. You'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate dot com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. Zach, you New Mexico. Who made the biggest statement on the NFL Sunday and why?
2: Uh, Dallas, man, for sure. If Everybody doubts Dallas. They can't play against the big team, blah, 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 blah. But Dak Prescott outplayed Jalen Hurts in both games. So uh, that's enough said.
0: Yeah, I, I thought the Cowboys in the first meeting that they were the better football team. And I said the better football team didn't win that day. But I give credit to the Eagles for finding a way to win yesterday they left no doubt <laughs> I mean when your only touchdown as an Eagles team was scored by somebody 320 pounds playing on the opposite side of the ball when it comes mm. to Carter or that beautiful strip um to get the strip on Dak Prescott and they pull in for a touchdown that's why DeMarcus Lawrence the Cowboys defensive end sounded like this a in
2: the face over and over and over and over again
0: until they quit and when they quit, hit him again, and again, and again, and again. Harry, you were there. You watched the game. You are in Dallas. <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence said it with his chest, with his head, with his arms, whatever. Uh, what did you see? Did you see the same thing he saw, or did you see something else in the demolition of the Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles?
1: First, Freddie, let me say this. This is how you know it's rivalry football when you can get a player talking like this about mm-hmm. the opponent that they're playing. That's how deep it is. These two teams do not like each other. These two fan bases do not like each other. But Demarcus Lawrence was right. And when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, they have been out physical And, mm-hmm. Freddie, you've brought this up numerous of times. Uh, the la- a lot of their – football games recently and you could pretty much kind of say all year long and it's not the Philadelphia Eagles that we are accustomed to seeing especially in the trenches on their offensive line and defensive line but I give a lot of credit to Dan Quinn and that defensive plan Because they sent blitz after blitz to the Philadelphia Eagles in key situations. And the Philadelphia Eagles, from an offensive standpoint, didn't know what the hell they were doing. They seemed lost. And then when it came to players on the football field, Mm -hmm. it seemed like they were lackluster when it came to their performance. It seemed like they weren't up for the game. And it was kind of embarrassing watching with my own eyes. And to sit up here and look at all those phenomenal players on the offensive side for Philly. And to say that their only touchdown came off a defensive touchdown is a shame. You got Jalen Hurts fumbling the football on their first possession. You got A.J. Brown fumbling the football on their first possession of the second half. You got Devontae Smith, who is as sure-handed as they come, dropping balls and fumbling the football as well. And then you got Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and those guys – Wrecking the game, and it won't show up, Freddie, you mentioned this. Mm -hmm. It won't show up in the stat sheet, but there are multiple times where those guys were just dominant and they did their job. And last but not least, I got to mention Stephon Gilmore.
0: Man, how good Because
1: the way he covered last night and the way he tackled in space, I don't want that to get lost in the Dallas Cowboys. But Dan Quinn did an excellent job, and that's just the defense I'm talking about. I ain't even got to the offense yet,
0: Freddie. Put it this way. The way you described the Cowboys – is the way that we used to describe the Eagles last year. Everything you just mentioned, that was the Eagles in 2022 and for a little bit in 2023. I don't know what I'm looking at right now from the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm looking at that team. Because when a team is really good, or right now the Cowboys are ascending and the Eagles are descending because you can't play the two teams that you got to deal with potentially in the playoffs. And you allow 33 points to one and 42 points for the other. When I just see the Eagles play games like this last year, I knew who the bullies were. It was them. No matter who they played, no matter where they played, I said, man, that bully's going to take your lunch money. He's going to call your mother names. He might even call your daddy names. Your daddy shows up. That was the Eagles last year. The last couple of games, they've been the kid that got thrown into the playground and said, no recess for you. And by the way, you're going to have to sit there in the corner and deal with that because I'm going to take your lunch money. I don't know what I'm looking at when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I know what I'm looking at when I see the Dallas Cowboys. I got a good idea about that. I know what I'm looking at. I see the San Francisco 49ers. Got a pretty good idea about those bloodthirsty pirates. But I never thought in a million years I see an Eagles team look like that. Where I say to myself, "Man, y'all 10 and three, but who in the hell are you guys?" And what have you what, done that Eagles team last year?
1: I, I, like watching the body language last night and watching them not make plays over and over and over again and watching a key third down reception by Jake Ferguson. And I'm saying to myself, mm-hmm. watching the game, if the Eagles could potentially get a stop here, maybe they have a chance. And then the kicker of the Dallas Cowboys making, I believe it was a 59 or 58 yarder and a 60 yarder. And I'm just like saying to myself, I, I know it's the Cowboys night. Or maybe just the Cowboys are just better right now.
0: Well, they are better. The, right the
1: Cowboys now. are they, just better. Yeah, because I don't like what I'm seeing from the Philadelphia Eagles. I really don't.
0: Yeah, and you know why the Cowboys are better? Because Mike McCarthy got out of Dak Prescott's way. That's why. That's why Dak Prescott can sound like this. It
3: was big. We needed it. Uh, yeah, let's not sugarcoat that. We needed that. Uh, obviously, I've talked about it before. Mike talks about it, about grabbing a huge chunk of confidence and moving forward and being able to do that against a team like that here at home, a um, place that we've had a lot of success at over the last two years. Yeah, but, but with a couple of games left on, uh, with, with both teams, understand as I've talked about, it's about us running our own race and, and you know checking it out there at the end. But, yeah, this was huge. It was huge, and it was a great atmosphere from the jump. Felt like a playoff game game now Freddie
0: do me a f- play the first six seconds one more time for oh, me good Lord I don't what know that? I don't know why I'm doing this it
3: was big we needed it uh, yeah let's not sugarcoat that we needed that uh-
0: okay
1: pause my brother
0: See? Uh- I, I don't Come know on, why, that, I don't know why. Uh, the, game, the
1: game was definitely big, Dak, and y'all definitely needed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he forgot to put the game in there.
0: No, no he didn't. Stop that. Don't do that to people here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He is the always trolling Harry Douglas. I'm just a mere straight man known as Freddie Coleman. But on that note with Dak Prescott, no matter how big of a game it was and a big statement, whatever way you want to use big, go right ahead. I've been a long-suffering Cowboys fan for more than a minute. I've never seen a quarterback play like this that long like he's been able to do the last eight games. Not from Roger Staubach, not from Troy Aikman, not from Tony Romo, none of those guys. And I've seen a lot of Cowboys football. I've never seen a quarterback in that uniform look like that over that kind of stretch. To put it into context, the Cowboys have eight 20-point wins this year. Eight. In modern football, they have eight 20-point wins. You know who the next closest is? San Francisco at four. The Eagles have zero. I don't care who you're playing against or who you're not playing against. In modern football, when you can win at least eight games this year by at least 20 points, you're doing something. And give a lot of credit to Mike McCarthy. Maybe he was right as it turned out. Kellen Moore is not good for my quarterback. All he needs is me. (laughs) He doesn't need Kellen Moore. He doesn't need anybody criticizing Dak Prescott. I'm your coach, Dak. All you need is me. And the best thing he did was, let's start trying to make this a run-based offense. Let's yep. put the ball in the hands of that guy. I agree. And everything's going to be fine. Because it not only helps your offense, but now your defense can say, no matter what we do, that guy's got our back. Hey, we can give it 21. That bruh's getting 28. We can give it 24. That bruh's getting 31. The minute Mike McCarthy said, that run-based nonsense, to protect my defense, my quarterback— let my quarterback protect my quarterback. Let my defense protect my defense. Let the quarterback protect everybody else. And we've seen that team ever since the San Francisco game go ascending. Meanwhile, the Eagles, even the with even a schedule that's going to be in their favor, compared to the Cowboys, there's still com- some concern because I wonder how much of a confidence crisis that team is going through after the way they lost the last couple of games to the other big boys in the NFC known as San Francisco and Dallas.
1: Yeah, I, I would say this about Dallas and Dak Prescott. Man, the, the, his confidence, Freddie. It's really, you know, I would think is the is the halo right now, and it's being shown on multiple levels. Dak Prescott has seven straight games with two touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. The way he's playing, if he can continue this up, number one, he's going to win the MVP, True. and then number two, this team can go pretty far, in my opinion, because when that defense is taking the football away that in the manner that they did last night. And forcing those turnovers, it's going to be hard for Dallas to uh, to to be beaten. But I just think across the board, when you look at the emergence of Jake Ferguson and his growth, and I see a guy, I seen him catch a seam ball last night, and a defender for Philly duck his head, try to tackle him, and, and Ferguson just lowered
0: blankenship chip. got knocked he, you out of the game. Yeah, the safety got, got knocked and, out of the game. And
1: basically, Ferguson telling him, "Listen, you too little, man. Like you, you better go in the weight room a little bit, a little bit longer." Best of more days in the weight room.
0: Well, see, that's what happens when you're tied tight like that. And by the way, for those who don't know Ferguson, the tight end for the Cowboys is a third-degree black belt. Probably not a guy mm. that you want to deal with. You may mm. think you can mm-hmm. say, hey, Ferguson, what you got? You may not want an answer to that question when it comes to him.
1: And NCD Lamb, man. See C- what C.D. Lamb means to this team and the confidence that he plays with. Yeah. And I love when he ke- catches a football and he do his little stuff. He be doing man because it's just that yeah. confidence yeah. is shifted towards teammates right. who might not have as much confidence as C.D. Lamb. But when they see their guy out there doing his thing and making plays left and right and can't be guarded, unguardable. It gives them confidence as well. So yeah. I really like what this football team is, and we cannot leave here without giving credit mm-hmm. to Mike McCarthy. Absolutely. After having that procedure he had yeah. on the sideline, mm-hmm. in his bag still, dialing it up left and right, putting this offense in the right positions.
0: Because all they need is him. When it comes That's to Mike McCarthy, all. the head coach of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. By the way, how much fun is it going to be on Sunday? Dallas Cowboys in Buffalo taking on the Buffalo Bills. It may not feel like a playoff preview, but it's going to have all the makings of a playoff-type atmosphere when both of those two quarterbacks, Dak Prescott and Josh Allen on the other side, get together on the Sunday in Buffalo. A lot of people can't wait to tune into that. Keep tuning in us here on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on a statement Sunday in the NFL. You we call it a check yourself weekend in the NFL. So, who made the biggest statement on Sunday and why? We want to hear from you in a Dr. Pepper call online at Triple H, say ESPN 888 729 3776. Plenty of games and personnel to go around, but who made the biggest statement on Sunday in the NFL and why? 888 729 3776. Can't wait to hear from you next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It's a reggae Monday, Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Be in the group with us by being part of Dr. Pepper calling line at 888 espn 888 3776 We want to hear from you. Who made the biggest statement on NFL Sunday and why? It could be good, could be bad, could be whatever, but it was a statement that was made. It's time for you to take over the airways right now at 888 729 One of our favorites is Billy in Houston. Billy, who made the biggest statement on Sunday and why, my man?
2: What's going on, fellas? Always great to talk to y'all. How's Maybe. everybody, man? Everybody's so look, good. The biggest statement I think was made was Baltimore Ravens, man, and I wish people would stop moving the bar on Lamar. It's always, well, he's just a runner, he can't throw. Well, he throws, but he only throws to the tight end. Well, he can run sometimes, but he's always turning the ball over in crucial moments. And every time they move the bar, he proves everybody wrong, just like when he drove down the field and scored in the last couple of minutes of the game, and then they finally won with a special team's effort. So can we stop moving the bar for Lamar and just for once give him his props for being as great as he is, and everything they throw up in his face about he only won one playoff game. He didn't have any talent when he won that playoff game. So of course they was going to get blasted when they played somebody with a team with a whole lot more talent. So can we please stop moving the bar and finally Give him his props.
0: He's got to trademark that, by the way. Stop moving the bar on Lamar. Billy Houston, <laughs> you got to trademark that before somebody steals and makes money off of that. That's number one.
2: <laughs> you know,
1: it's, it's crazy, though, Freddie, because I think now we all see Patrick Mahomes, he has to deal with what Lamar Jackson had to deal with early on in his career, That's right? That's a good point. So I I think when you look at Lamar Jackson and he has the talent around him and Tyler Wallace is one of those guys they drafted a few years ago. He played at Oklahoma state. He was a phenomenal receiver, but Mm -hmm. for him to be able to have that special teams touchdown to seal the game, but late in that game, when they needed to score a touchdown, Lamar Jackson from the pocket, notice I said from the pocket really
0: delivered on third and 17,
1: Delivered for his football team and hit Zay flowers for a touchdown. Freddie, um, I really like the headspace, space, the, the physical space that Lamar Jackson is in right now. And you can mm-hmm. tell in his post-game interviews, he's having fun and he's enjoying everything.
0: Because all the guys are packed, they're doing a great job stepping up. And then, you know, we're just trying to do our thing. and make it work. <laughs> He sounds like Bobby Womack. Every time I hear Lamar Jackson talk, he sounded like great Bobby Womack, one of my favorite R&B singers of all time. Harrison in Las Vegas, who made the biggest statement on Sunday in the NFL and why?
3: How you doing, fellas? Love the show. Just real quickly, the Philadelphia Eagles remind me of somebody who's driving on expired tags. They're finally getting caught. Wow. Um, but well done. To me, the Matthew Stafford yesterday made the biggest statement that's not going to get national headlines. To me, he, he appeared to be washed up with the injuries, getting a little older, but he was throwing bullets. They reminded me of Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. So I was extremely impressed with the way he
2: played yesterday in Baltimore. Thanks.
1: Yeah, for me with Matthew Stafford, he's, he's a pro's pro. We know he has the arm strength, but it's the intelligence for me. Mm-hmm. Understanding that the Baltimore Ravens and Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, they love the blitz, right? Knowing that and putting air on that football, knowing that Cooper Cup is going to look in the sky and be able to get it. So it's little things like that. Yeah. The cover zero, the year they won the Super Bowl, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers sent the all-out blitz and, and Cooper Cup won on that one. But threw the ball up in the air with enough air on it so Cooper Cup could run under it and catch the football Mm -hmm. so they can be in a position to win the game. It's little things like that that doesn't get enough attention, attention, in my opinion.
0: 294 yards passing, three touchdowns, zero interceptions yesterday with Matthew Stafford because Baltimore, they were bringing that heat. He never flinched. He never got scared. He never waffled. He was able to stand in that pocket and make play after play, and he came that close. For the Ravens blowing another lead in the fourth quarter. So give Matthew Stafford a lot of credit. Well said by Harrison in Las Vegas. Joseph in Indiana, who made the biggest NFL statement on Sunday and why?
2: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. The biggest choker, the Indianapolis Colts. Every time we're in a big situation, we find a way to lose it. Every time. <laughs>
0: Joseph is warm He's about like, yeah.
1: his colt. <laughs> I will say this. They had no answer for Joe Mixon and, and also wow. Chase Brown. Right. So you know Chase Brown hit 22 miles per hour yesterday on that screen pass he called for a touchdown?
0: But Chase Brown, he went from zero to that in a hurry. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he did. <laughs> it, it always made me think, remember, her remember supposed Michael Vick when he passed him <laughs> by the sidelines and his visor flapping up and down? Chase Brown probably did it a lot of guys running down the sidelines saying, hold on to your hats, here he comes flying yes, he down did. the sidelines. But yeah, how about two backup quarterbacks in that state where you have what the Bengals have been able to do replacing Joe Burrow and now Joe Flacco, who's literally on the couch about a month and a half ago, doing that for the Cleveland Browns. Really cool stories going on in the state of Ohio involving backup quarterbacks. Robert in Maryland, who made the biggest statement on NFL Sunday and why, my friend?
3: The Dallas Cowboys. As much as I can't stand them, I'm a a Washington football team fan. For them to go out there and beat the Eagles like they did, embarrass them, man, I'm afraid they may take it all the way to the Super Bowl this year.
0: I love when people, people who are not Cowboys fans, I'm afraid. Hold, hold me, Harry.
3: Hey, my boy,
1: my boy on that Cowboys pack. I hear you over there.
0: I hear you, baby in Maryland. But still, he, I thought the Cowboys would win. Not by that much. Didn't see that coming. Well, Freddie, for
1: it, it, it was – so surreal for me to be able to witness in person because I'm saying exactly. to myself, where's the fight from the Eagles? I'm not used to uh, accustomed to seeing this football team. Like, but but yeah. I, I do got to give a lot of credit to the Dallas Cowboys and their energy level and what uh-huh. they wanted to do to the Philadelphia Eagles. And they wanted to embarrass them on national TV.
0: Yeah, I thought a big part of that, Micah Parsons and Lane Johnson, normally Lane Johnson doesn't need help. He needed a little bit of help yesterday. Yes, they, yes he they did. They didn't leave him out there by himself because anytime 11 was on that side, 11 was winning that battle and clearing the deck for other people. Meanwhile, the Detroit Lions proved on Sunday with their statement, they are not ready for prime time, and I warned you about that on Friday. That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live, weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app,
2: the Freddie and Harry podcast.